How many of you have uh, participated in athletics? <clears throat> wow. How many of you have ever heard a coach talk for less than 10 minutes? <laughs> no, none. Okay, so you know what you're in for. Uh, wow, what a, what a great honor uh, to have an opportunity to, to be involved uh, here. And I thank Carl Eller, uh, uh, a U of A grad. That's what it took to get me up here, I guess. Uh, and then also when I, I was talking with uh, one of the students at lunch and said, well, how did, uh, how did this transpire that you're here? And I said I uh, received a letter that was signed by John Wooden, Carl Eller, and Mike Krzyzewski. And that caught my attention immediately. So uh, I'm just thrilled to be here. And I, frankly, uh, it's been interesting in listening to all of the speakers uh, as to how they got where they are uh, now. And uh, the term or the statement was made last night, only in America. And certainly that is the, very much the case uh, with me. I'll just give you a little bit of background. I'll try to keep it short enough so that I can respond to questions. Uh, I was born on a farm uh, in North Dakota. I'm one of the few who have escaped uh, North Dakota. How many North Dakotans do we have here? Do we have some? Good. Okay. You escaped too? Yes. No. It, it's, uh, I was happy to hear last night that Teddy Roosevelt would not have been president had he not spent some time in North Dakota. Uh, I'd like to find out why, uh, why that was. But at any, at any rate, uh, uh, when I was very young, when I was five, my father uh, passed away very suddenly. Uh, I had a brother in college who came home to run the family farm. And uh, unfortunately, six, about six months later, was killed in a, in a farm accident. Uh, so we had no other choice but to go to town. Had it not been for that, <clears throat> I'd probably be driving a tractor out somewhere uh, on the plains in, in North Dakota. Uh, I attended high school in a very small town, uh, Mayville, North Dakota, which is about 1,800 people. And I've been asked many times, uh, what effect did that have on, on my life? And the great thing about being from a small town and being involved in a small town is that you have to be involved in pretty much everything. Uh, so I sang in the choir, I played in the band, I played football, basketball, baseball, uh, participated in track meets. I don't admit it very often to the media, but I actually wrote for the school newspaper. Uh, <clears throat> you have to get that connection between coaches and, and the media sometimes. Um, but the great part of it was that I think through that experience, I understand more what's going on with other people as a result of being involved in so many different things. Um, I never left the state of North Dakota until I was 17 years of age. By that, I mean I never traveled outside the border without uh, actually two exceptions when I went to Bible camps. Uh, that were held across the border in Minnesota. Uh, and when I say only in America since that time, I've had an opportunity to travel uh, all over the world. I've had an opportunity to coach uh, US teams and in international competition. 
one of the greatest thrills was coaching uh, the U.S. team that, that won the world championships in 1986. And that's the only uh, U.S. team that has won that uh, since 1952. We beat the Soviet Union uh, in the finals, and it was a great thrill. Since that time now, it's been turned over to the pros, and, and of course, uh, the last time around, they did win. Uh, but it, it's given me an opportunity to uh, coach uh, in foreign countries. I've been involved in clinics. My wife and I have been to China twice. Uh, and believe me, if there's anyone in here that feels that they have not been given good opportunities uh, or have opportunities in this country, uh, you should have seen what we saw when we went into China the first time and that was shortly after the country had uh, been opened. We were guests of the Chinese uh, Sports Federation, and <clears throat> I think both Bobby and I came away from there basically with the same thought. Uh, but for the gift of God, that could be us uh, in that kind of environment with no, flat out, no opportunity to rise above the position you were born in. So. Uh, this country, in my opinion, is a country of great opportunities, unlimited opportunities. It's, uh, it's a place where if you're willing to work, and I was happy to say, uh, to hear many of the speakers today say, now don't believe what you heard last night about not working hard, because there is no, uh, I don't think there's um, any other substitute for hard work. If you're going to be successful, you're going to have to work you're going to have to work hard uh, at getting things done. Uh, I went on from a, a small high school uh, to a small college. Uh, Bobby and I were married very, very young. I allowed her to get to her 18th birthday. Uh, by the time uh, we had been married eight, eight years, we had five children. Uh, it's not the way you want to have to go but it's like we tell our kids now that the sacrifice was worth it because we have 13 grandchildren now. So uh, it's too bad sometimes you have to have kids to get grandkids, but we, uh, <clears throat> we made it through all of that. Um, when I attended college, I played uh, football and basketball. And uh, as soon as the basketball season was over, I took jobs, whatever kinds of jobs I could take in order to try to help pay for the bills that uh, had accumulated. Bobby worked uh, throughout that, that time to, uh, to support me and to support the family. Um, one of the jobs that I had was a graveyard shift uh, at a filling station where uh, after one o'clock in the morning I could get my studying done. Prior to that, it was waiting on customers, cleaning the grease bays, uh, and all of that type of thing. Um, I went on from the college experience to my first job was in a town of 1800 again. Uh, it seemed to draw me back to that number. Uh, at that time, I taught six classes with four preparations. Uh, I was the head basketball coach, the head baseball coach, the assistant football coach, um, came two weeks early uh, to school to 
uh, work with the, with the uh, football team. And I'll never forget my first experience, you know, you go through all of this getting ready to uh, do what, you're, uh, what you've wanted to do all your life, which is really what I, uh, there was never any question in terms of what I wanted to do. I wanted to coach, and I never, uh, never swayed from that. Uh, it was just something, I guess, that, that there are certain things that some of you know are things that you love doing and you want to do, uh, and that was it. But I'll never forget that first day, uh, the day of the first game, I'd finished with uh, my teaching assignment. I went down uh, to tell my, the head football coach, who was also the athletic director uh, and head of PE because he was the only guy in PE. Uh, but I told him that I'm going to go home and relax a little bit before I come back to tape ankles and, and prepare the players for, the, uh, for that game. And he said, uh, well, don't forget your other assignment. And I said, my other assignment, what, what do you mean? And he said, you should have read your contract more closely. You're in charge of lining the football field on game days. So there I was, outlining the football field, and it was probably not exactly what they had expected. I did not have a class in college on lining football fields, so I sort of missed out on that. I went from uh, coaching in that small high school, and I also, I was, intrigued by the comments of some of the speakers that you need to have luck and believe me you need to have luck because I went into this into the school they hadn't won a, uh, a title in that conference in in 30 years and suddenly there are players in that program that could win a title and allow me out of town quickly to a larger school uh, to try to get it uh, to try to get it done again uh, but I had 13 years on the high school level uh, four years then uh, at a junior college, and again, luck came in uh, because I, I had an athletic director that I interviewed with that believed that I could get the job done uh, despite a lot of pressure to the contrary, uh, and he hired me. Uh, it was a gamble, and I heard that term many times. It was a gamble. We had uh, five kids. We were uh, in a situation where uh, salaries are not all that great to begin with, but after 13 years, I took a 35% cut to go from the high school level to the junior college level to, uh, to coach. But uh, the gamble paid off, uh, the luck stayed with me, uh, and from there I went on to uh, Division I, uh, Cal State Long Beach, uh, the University of Iowa, and as was mentioned, uh, had the great opportunity to come to the state of Arizona where they had been 1-17 in the, in the Pac-10 conference uh, the year before I got here. But it's, uh, it's been a great ride. Uh, as I mentioned to young coaches when I'm speaking at clinics, don't necessarily take 17 years to get to where uh, you might want to get, uh, but enjoy the ride uh, while you go through it. Uh, there was a question that was asked uh, by a young man from Berkeley, uh, uh, I believe it was this morning, in regard to uh, what can be done, what do we feel is the, uh, are the responsibilities that we have to the less fortunate. Uh, I personally, uh, if I had to come up with the greatest criticism uh, at this time that I would have of athletes, it's the uh, position that they take all too often in regard to 
uh, not wanting to be role models. Uh, many of you are familiar with the uh, comment probably by Charles Barkley a few years ago, and I know Charles very well, uh, where Charles said, I, I'm not a role model. But I really think what Charles was trying to do was to get another point across, uh, and that is what he said that parents should be role models, and that uh, coaches and teachers and other people can certainly uh, help in many ways, but uh, so often it gets down to what kind of a job has been done in the home uh, in terms of providing a role model in the home. And to listen uh, to Dr. Simmons talk about the importance of, of family, uh, certainly uh, I think probably with every speaker who's been up here, it gets back down to that, that if you haven't had a loving family uh, and an opportunity to grow in that environment, you're going to have a difficult time uh, being successful. But there are uh, people who are going to be in a position where you're going to have to overcome that. Uh, and if it is to be uh, the statement, if it is to be, it's up to me. And if it is to be, uh, it has to be as a result of what you're going to work at to accomplish, to be successful, and to make uh, your contribution to uh, society. We at the University of Arizona believe very strongly in being role models. And that's one of the first things that we talk about in recruiting athletes. If you don't want to be a role model, then don't choose uh, the University of Arizona. Because we live in a, in, uh, a city of 800,000. It's the only show in town. The most visible people uh, in Tucson are the basketball players at the University of Arizona. And we want them to know right off that they are going to be role models or else they should not be with us. And it's, uh, it's been a wonderful opportunity for me. And I think the, the young guys that have come out of our program are very uh, giving young people. Some of them you'd recognize. I think Sean Elliott, uh, who went through the kidney transplant last year and played again this year with the Spurs. Um, probably the most active person in San Antonio in terms of giving back to the community. Uh, Steve Kerr, many of you are familiar with, has done a tremendous job the same way. Uh, Damon Stoudemire has a Stoudemire Foundation for working with young people in his community. And that's the type of thing that should be happening, as far as I'm concerned, with athletes. Uh, they, they, whether they want to be or not, they are visible, and they can either be positive role models or negative role models. And I think a whole lot more has to be done in our end of this to make sure that we're putting people out there that are going to have positive effects on young people, uh, not negative uh, effects. So with that, uh, quick, <laughs> no questions. See, I said that to begin with, right? <laughs> that there would, that, uh, that's almost like Hubert Humphrey then, when, when he started talking, uh, he'd never leave any time at the end for questions. I will be around, though, the, uh, all the way through till Sunday, and I'd love to have an opportunity. I've had a chance to visit with many of you uh, during this time, and I'll look forward to uh, having a chance to visit with you uh, the remainder of this time. Thank you very much.